It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Uh, Great to have all of you with us today. And today we're going to talk about patience. That implies um, that we have the ability to wait, uh, to tolerate and accept delays, maybe even suffering without getting upset or angry. And how about those times we get impatient with the people in our lives, or maybe we even get impatient with God? We'll talk about that today. But how can we um, learn to be patient and practice patience in a world that seems filled with a whole lot of impatience? It's a challenge, and we're going to talk about that today here to help us on the journey. One of our regular contributors back with us once again, Father Matthew Witter. Father Matthew, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, parochial vicar at St. John Newman, St. William, St. Joseph, and St. Mary, all in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Father Matthew Witter, welcome back. How are you doing today? Hey, Chuck, doing well. Glad to be with you and all the, all the listeners today. Yeah, looking forward to our our talk about uh, patience. I think probably all of us um, know exactly what we're talking about today because <laughs> there's not a lot of it going around as we're going to talk about. Uh, as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, uh, inviting you and our listening audience to join us, and uh, we hope some of you will accept the invitation and be part of the program today. But uh, Father Matthew Witter, get us started. So we're talking about patience Busy, busy, busy world, frenetic pace of life. And uh, give us an overview. Patience, it seems to be, um, what, uh, a little um, uh, a lost art. Is that a good way to say it? That's a great way of saying it, the lost art of, of patience, because as things get faster and faster, um, we want everything. Uh, we wanted it five minutes ago, you know, in, in some sense. And, and patience is actually, you know, we look at the spiritual life and Jesus' command take up your cross and follow me. And we say, okay, what does that look like? Interestingly enough, patience is the virtue that allows us to do that because patience, you know, the, the root of the word means suffering. And so what, what patience is, is really the, the, the practice of enduring a sense of suffering. Uh, you know, like it's a sense of whether it's a physical suffering, suffering around us, whether it's the sense of there's, there's a prayer that, you know, that we, what we, we've been begging God to answer uh, and then there's that, that period in between where we're just kind of waiting, and it's that, that patiently waiting. Um, sometimes it's even in the scriptures translated, you know, patience as long-suffering. Uh, and so patience is that virtue that allows us, you know, in a way to, uh, to suffer with, with, um, with merit, in a way. Well, and then the digital age that we are living in today uh, does not help. I think that's correct. But um, the frenetic pace of life, uh, I mean, I was talking with a friend before Mass this morning, and it was a problem with the pandemic uh, for me a couple of uh, months ago, but just the last week or so, I just don't even remember what day it is anymore. <laughs> but it's it's just been crazy, and trying to uh, be patient in the middle of uh, the virus, uh, the pandemic, everything that's going on in our 
in our world today, um, the digital age probably, I would guess, does not help this, does it? You're 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 exactly right. It's it. Uh, you know, our, our hearts are are wired for God. You know, as Saint Augustine, our hearts are restless, and so we rest in in, in Christ alone. And and we we look at the the spiritual life. We look at Jesus and the, the image of you know planting a seed and. You can't force the seed to grow faster. You can give it the nutrients and you can water it. And the spiritual life, that's the life of grace. But you can't force it to grow uh, in, a, in a day. And you're right, with, with, with the pandemic, uh, with the election coming up, you know, all, all the different things, it's, it's, we want kind of answers. We want them um, right now. And it's, it's the digital age, you're right, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't help when it seems like everything is right at our fingertips. And so often, as we're kind of going through and we're, you know, finding things online, and we're, we're spinning our wheels and, and causing more, um, you know, the, the lack of patience and sense of anger that that often sets in when we lose our patience. Then practicing the, you said that lost art of of patience. Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director, talking about patience today. Let's open up our phone lines. Toll-free phone number if you'd like to uh, join in the conversation today, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, com. But as we talk about patience today, what's your experience of that? When have you learned to be patient with God and trust in His plan and in His timing? And certainly if you have any questions about patience or maybe the lack of it, we invite you to join in the conversation uh, today as well. Again, toll-free, 888-914-9149. And again, our email address, relevantradio.com. I always find it interesting, Father Matthew, when we talk about patience. Isn't it so interesting that we want people to be patient with us? But <laughs> we often find, uh, yeah, aren't we so impatient with uh, the people and the things in our life? Is it that? Is it that? Just it that that hits the nail right right on the head. We we want everyone to be patient with ourselves, but if we don't have something, you know, five minutes ago, um, you know, woe is that person that that gotten in in the way of us? And and it's it's so interesting how we we flip that around and we see, you know, the, the patience of God with with us is, is is remarkable. Even you know, Peter writes, you know, God's patience is directed towards our salvation. And when we think of you know that that lack of patience we have for others, and even the lack of patience we have at God for times. I mean, think of God's patience um, with us. You know that we we get it wrong time and time and time again, uh, and yet God is still extending. Um, you know, now is the age of mercy. Right now is that that time of mercy. God is waiting, and He's extending that hand of mercy. And um, but that's just a great way of framing it. Is that um, it's so easy to get upset with others? Uh, you know, for but yikes. Are, are we being patient? Yeah. And I'll probably ask this uh, more than once uh, during the hour, but uh, so just some advice. How can we become, uh, how can we become more patient? Yep. And I think the, the, the first thing is, is many of us, if we've ever been to a, you know, a Catholic wedding, the, the reading that we oftentimes, many times is chosen for the second reading uh, from first Corinthians is, is the love reading you know, in chapter 13. And what does it say right off the bat? Love is patient. You know, love is patient. It, it kind of, kind of sets the tone. And so, it, to love, to truly love, there's a sense of patience, and there's a, there's a willingness of of suffering. And, and patience is is like a virtue. Is is it like a virtue? It is a virtue. Um, and, and what I mean by that is is virtues grow 
when they're practiced in concrete opportunities to be practiced. So it's the old saying with, with any virtue, you know, if you, if you pray for patients, you're going to get opportunities to practice it because practicing it is what builds, is what builds those spiritual muscles, is, is what crafts us uh, in virtue. So, you know, so the first thing is, is if there's a situation right now in your life, whether it's in, in prayer, whether it's with another person where that person might be driving you crazy or you're seeking the Lord and it's not coming, it's right, right away recognize right away that you're not doing something wrong in your prayer. This is the, the very means, whatever it might be for, for your situation right now, that is the very means that God is going to build and craft uh, those, those spiritual muscles uh, of patience. That would be, I would say, the, the, first, uh, the, the first thing to have on our minds. Yeah, I'm sitting here kind of chuckling to myself, and I'm just thinking of the times that we're in traffic and we become so impatient with uh, the people um, generally in front of us. But I remember it was years ago, and I was coming home and uh, got behind a a driver, and uh, she was, I I knew who she was, and she was uh, from our neighborhood. And, uh, but oh my gosh, Father Matthew, she was driving so slow. Uh I could hardly stand it. So I was growing very impatient, very, very impatient. And so I knew it was coming to a a place where I could go one of two ways. And I was going to go the way that she did not go. So she went to the left. I went to the right, uh, knowing I could get home, um, you know, both ways. So I go to the right, and now I'm back, you know, going, you know, with the speed limit and trying to get there as, as quickly as I could. So I pull into the subdivision, and she pulls in right in front of me by coming the other way. Wow. I'm just so taken when you get upset with somebody in traffic and you, you know, get around them to get ahead of them. And then you come up to a stoplight and they pull up right behind you. (laughs) You haven't saved any time other than to learn how not to be patient. So I'm always reminded of those moments in, um, in traffic, when we do get impatient, and uh, we really don't save much time, if any time at all, by by trying to be uh, a little quicker and by, by being impatient. So, traffic teaches me great lessons about being patient. Yeah, that's I think a very practical one that we all can can all associate with in in different times, and it's it's also you know we, we've alluded to it a number of times in our prayer life where we're, we've been praying for. Uh, someone or something or wisdom, and we say, God, you know, where are you? I've, I've been praying the rosary. I've been praying novenas. Uh, you know, I've been seeking you, and I, and I, I still, you know, where are you? And 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 many times, you know, the, the kind of the spiritual physics of, of how patience pr- plays into our our spiritual life is that many times patience is is this, that period of waiting that that God expands our heart to be able to to be able to receive the gift. You know, and so that's part of to recognize just you know that that sense of virtue, God building those, crafting those those spiritual muscles, crafting us in virtue. It needs to be exercised uh, in in order to grow. And it, it's the same thing in, in in our spiritual life. That sense of expanding our hearts. You know, we can think of um, you know a couple finding out that uh, that they're they're expecting a child, and it's like you know right away there's there's any number of emotions, right? There's excitement and there's there's fear and how are we going to do this and and in, in God's wisdom, you know, he gives the couple, you know, nine months. And, and so it's that time of, of preparing, of expanding our hearts, of getting things ready then to be able to embrace the gift. And it's what we do in that waiting time that determines everything. Because in that waiting, where we're waiting and we're, you know, we're practicing patience, 
Um, that's where we're, we're, we, we, have, we have two options within that. Either, you know, God is expanding our heart in love, and we're, and we're, we're learning to trust God more. We're calling, you know, learning to enter into God's suffering. That's, that's, that's part of it. The other part of it is, is in that waiting, uh, you know, that lack of patience. That's when fear, anxiety, worry, stress um, also seek to take a hold. And, and, that, and, and so patience and, and exercising patience is, is truly a battleground in, in, in the spiritual life. Yeah, and then you use the word practicing patience. So we can practice, is what you're saying. We can learn. We can change. One of my favorite words. We can we can learn how to be more patient, is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly, exactly. With with God's life of of grace within us, and and the word change is is huge. And even you know, the scripture word that you hear, repentance, change your mind, change your heart. And and patience practicing. I'm glad you picked up on that, Chuck. It's on this side of things. We're always kind of practicing, aren't we? We're always we're practicing, and and some days we're getting it right more than more than others. But uh, we certainly can change, and and uh, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, I just go back to the traffic uh, moments for me. I mean, I, I have think I have learned. Uh, some days I do a better job than others, but I think I think I've learned how to be patient in traffic, uh, not to be upset, to recognize that you know what am I going to pick up if I go a little bit quicker and move around this other person? Maybe twenty, maybe thirty seconds. It's it's just not a big deal, is it? Yeah, that's a that's a great insight in the sense of. Many times, what we lose our our patience over, you know, and, and we're you know called to conform our lives to Christ, have the mind of Christ, and that's a great way of putting it. You know, saving twenty or thirty seconds in in traffic, that's not high on God's priority list. You know, <laughs> and and uh, that's that's a great way of, of putting it. Though is is it it it's even part of that that practicing patience and recognizing that what we are at, at times worried about or stressed about in in the scheme of of, of of God's heart isn't isn't uh, on God's list very high. Not at all. I'm sure. <laughs> Not at <laughs> yeah, all. I was being generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are uh, talking today about patience and what's been your experience of patience and when have you learned to be patient? Maybe with yourself, but uh, also with God and really trust in His plan and His timing. Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll free phone number eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll get to some of your some of your phone calls here in just a moment. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 6, verses 12 through 16. Jesus went up to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. You can find all the daily readings at RelevantRadio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Chuck Knapp, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls. Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director. Father Matthew, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, talking today about patience or uh, the lack of it. But phone lines are open if you'd like to uh, join us on the program. As we talk about patience, um, what's been your experience of that? And when have you learned uh, maybe to be patient with yourself? But when have you uh, learned to be patient with God, really trusting in his plan and his timing. Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, com. So, Father Matthew Witter, let's uh, take some phone calls for you. And Mary, listening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, thank you for waiting. It's nice to have you on the program today. Thank you. I had to take my phone from speaker, so I got a little confused. Um. So I just wanted to share a beautiful story um, that it has come into my life and in my family's life. And we've been walking this journey for almost four and a half, almost five years. Divine Mercy Sunday of 2021 will be a five years. But um, I have a child who has been struggling with same-sex attraction, which I don't like to call it an attraction. I, I like to call it same-sex confusion. And um, when he first left my home, he was very young and left with an older man, even older than myself. And um, I would seek spiritual direction and guidance through my confessors. And um, they would say, you know, don't worry, he's going to be back home soon. He's not deeply rooted um, because of the catechism and you know, just what the situation was. And one month passed by and I'm pleading with God and being very impatient, telling him to send my son home. Six months goes by a year and then here we are, you know, four and a half years later, I'm still waiting for my son to come home. Through this journey, God had to teach me it was not my time, it was his time. And that my son is not my child, it's his child. He just blessed me with him. And um, I started praying the 54-day novena. And on the fourth um, sorrowful mystery, the virtue is to pray for patience in adversity. And when I remember I read that, um, it struck something in me, like fireworks. And I started paying attention more to his passion, which, you know, during when he was carrying his cross, there were times where he could not carry his own cross, and so Simon carried helped carry his cross. And God showed me that my family and I, we are Simon. We're to help my son carry this cross. You know, my son was carrying this all alone, and he he was wounded. I I just wasn't looking at his wounds, and God allowed me to see that I'm focusing too much on the sin. And not to focus on the sin, but to focus on his soul. Um, since then, our, our relationship has been mended. Um, I, I had to turn the mirror 
and look deeply within myself to see where God was calling me into sanctification. Because I knew he gave me that vision of carrying the cross because that's our cross to Calvary. You know, our, our cross to Calvary is to, to love, to love our children through this adversity, through this tribulation. There's many parents out there that are listening that are going through the same struggle, but we have to love our children, but we have to love them in truth. We can't steer away from God's truth, not the world's truth, but we have to love our children with Him, in Him, and through Him, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to live that life through our sacraments, going to confession frequently, and seeking where God is calling us to to make our lives holy, because He calls us into holiness. And holiness, that's what God's love is. Love, you know, we have a, um, there's a, a quote that's always said, well, God is love. Yes, God is love. He is not sex. And that's where I go into the sexual confusion. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, homosexuality. God is love. So we love our children with God, in him and through him. And so God showed me patience. And it was hard because I was battling with God for many, many, many years. I would have to say the first couple of years, I'm like, hurry up, Lord, bring my son home already. Bring him home, bring him home. And so then I started meditating on um, the prodigal father. And, you know, I'm like St. Monica. I would chase my son everywhere. You know, I would constantly, like, you know, finding my son, like, trying to plant whatever God is wanting me to plant into my son. And so I also had to learn to be silent. In the book of Exodus, it says, in your silence, I will fight for you. So I came across the prodigal son, and I'm like, Lord, well, do I be the prodigal mother right now? You know, and then he showed me what on on the prodigal son, before he even came home to his father, he first confessed to his heavenly father. And that God, that's what God showed me. He's like, your son must come to me first, not to you, but to me. And then he will go to you. Then you start praying, okay, well, Lord, I want to see this conversion. Well, first you got to pray on your conversion. Because what happens when your son comes to me and confesses to me first, but yet you're still living the same way you're living. So my husband and I, we really had to work together. We had to, you know, uh, go. we went into general confession. Um, I had a healing of my past sins of impurity. And um, now my husband and I, we pray the rosary every day. We pray the Angelus every morning at 6 a.m., 12 and then 6 in the evening and we pray these um, prayers of deliverance every morning. I make my son breakfast and lunch and my husband prays these prayers and that's the journey that we have and so I'm having to look at the beautiful picture that God has brought us. He didn't make my son do this. My son did this through his free will but because we trust in God and we're patient with God's timing He's showing us these beautiful graces that he's given my family that we would have never had if we didn't trust in him. 
So that's all he wants us to do is to trust in him, to love him through adversity, to hold on to our cross, to not run away from it, and not to accept this lifestyle that they're living, not to follow them. Because what happens if we follow our children? That's the biggest sin of families today is we want to accept the sin. We want to follow them into the sin, but the sin leads to kahana. And we can't follow them there. We, you know, I, I was talking to a priest the other day and he said, you know, he talks to many young men that struggle with this. He has four years of experience. And he said, you know, what the, what I always hear is they don't want their family to accept them because then it makes it too easy for them. And they know that it's wrong, but they don't want that acceptance. And, you know, there's some that are out there that are fighting for that acceptance, but there's some out there that are just wanting us just to fight for them, to stay firm in God, to stay firm in God's truth. And so that's my story of patience. That's a a powerful story, Mary, and thank you for, for sharing the journey. Can I ask... It was, I think you said it in the fourth sorrowful mystery, you know, Jesus carrying the cross and the fruit of patience. That's when, when things changed within your heart, it sounds like. Yes, that's when, like, this whole firework, I would have to say. I always tell my daughter, because she wants the big fireworks, and I'm like, you know, that's, God's not always fireworks, you know. He's, sometimes he just gives you a little signal that he's there, and then sometimes you'd expect, like, this big boom and colorful stuff, and you don't get it. But you just have to always know that that's God. And so at that moment, I, I, I had that. I just got that fireworks, like, be patient and, and to follow him but carry my cross. And, you know, I had to help my son carry his cross because my son let it go. My son was running from it. So it's like now my son, my, my husband and I, my, my daughter, my family, we carry it for him. We're his strength right now. And, and and I always tell my kids or my husband, if I ever fall away, I pray that you guys never give up on me. I'll never give up on my son. I you love him. You said it well when you said we're, we're, we're like that family. Simon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're that, we're that Simon. And, and you used the word sanctification as well. And I, I think I kind of heard you understood you saying that even in this, within this cross, you're helping your son carry his cross like that Simon. What it's What it's brought about is is your family's sanctification in a way your, your sanctification, you know, you've pursued Christ uh, and, and deepened your relationship with Christ through, you know, being with him at the cross. And that's that sense of what does God desire, our sanctification. That's, um, that's a great way to, to, to put it. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah, and, and Mary, if I, if I might ask, uh, your son four and a half years later is he is he still in the relationship, and has he noticed a difference in in your family, uh, you, you and your husband? He is still in the relationship, and yes, especially in my husband, he's he's like, Mom, I see the difference in Dad, and when he's around us, you know, when he first started going through this, I was even afraid to pray our our grace, you know, the grace before dinner. You know, I had to really go battle with that. But, you know, now we pray. If, if he's at home at 6 o'clock and our Angelus uh, timer goes off, we pray it. And he he's there. And I see that as a grace. Like the Holy Spirit brought him there for some reason because he needed to have that prayer of grace that day. 
And I, I, the Angelus, if you prayed in the morning, the, the afternoon, and the evening, it's because we're in the morning we're going to be going through some trial, and we need to pray the Angelus. We need whatever grace it is for that morning, whatever grace it is for that afternoon, and whatever grace that we need for that evening. Mm-hmm. Well put. Yeah, yeah, Mary. God bless you. Um, lots of people praying for you and uh, your husband, uh, your son, your family. Thank you for joining us with a with a beautiful story today. Uh, certainly, it continues, Father Matthew. But uh, we're what we're hearing, and she said it. But to be patient in adversity, because that's when um, that's tough to do, isn't it? Exactly. I think a great insight too that she had. I think she said like Saint, like Saint Monica. I chase my son everywhere, but I realize I have to learn learn to be silent. And it's in that silence we know from the scripture. It's in the silence, in the surrender, where the Holy Spirit does uh, does His best work. And uh, yep, yep. Yeah, Mary. God bless you. Uh, thanks uh, for uh, joining us um, on um, on the program today. We really appreciate it. Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Inner Life, uh, coast to coast and around the world on Relevant Radio and on our Relevant Radio app. This is our program about spiritual direction, and today we're talking about patience. And uh, what's been your experience of that? And when have you learned uh, to be patient with God, really to trust in His plan and uh, His timing? Toll free. If you'd like to join us on the program today, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, take another phone call. And uh, Tracy, listening in Lakeland, Minnesota, thank you for the call, and uh, welcome to the program today. All right. Thank you. Glad to be with you. Um, My kind of story is, (laughs) and after listening to Mary's story, I feel as if uh, it's another lesson in in being more patient um, as she's been you know, dealing with her issue for years, and it was a beautiful story that she shared. Um, but what I'm sort of dealing with now, and I, I'm actually seeking some spiritual advice here as well, um, is God is clearly calling me um, because uh, this message has appeared over and over and over again in different ways, um, just about seeking to be a better wife, perhaps even a better mother, um, but the wifely duty, I think, is kind of foremost here right now. And struggling with the whole passage about, um, you know, St. Paul's wife, uh, wifely duties is being obedient to her husband. I've been trying to seek um, information on this um, and getting conflicting stories, conflicting information, um, you know, St. John Paul II had said um, it's like a mutual submission between the spouses, and I've heard other things as I've done research as well. Um, And so I guess I'm seeking guidance on that. I want to do the right thing. I want to, um, you know, be the right type of wife that my husband needs and my children need as a mother. Um, I'm having trouble with, you know, seeking the patience to wait for God's answers on this. But... um, Maybe also if you can just sort of direct me as to, to where to go um, with an answer, I think that would be helpful as well. Yep, yep. And, and, and first of all, just thanks thanks for calling. And you said I've, I've been hearing this message over and over again. And in the spiritual life, one of the, you know, when we discern what is God's voice and what's not, 
God is persistent. You know, when God is calling us into something, uh, wants us to focus on something, God usually doesn't just call once or give one sign. He's, he's very persistent. So I would say there, there is definitely something that's, um, that's, uh, um, th- that's definitely valid, and especially calling. Um, it, it all starts with family. In a, in a sacramental marriage, um, whether you're husband or wife, that's, that's your primary focus, and then your children before anything else. It starts with 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 family, so your your heart there is uh, is is right on track. Can I ask? And maybe this is too personal. Do do your do you and your husband have a a, a prayer life together? Do you are you both Catholic? Do you pray together or, or share the faith in, in some way? Yeah, we do. We are both lifelong Catholics. Um, we've raised our two sons that way. Um, and we do a family prayer every night is, is how we do it. Okay. Okay. And then can I ask, just what, what, maybe in, I don't want to be too personal, but does, is there something concrete that you feel like God is, is calling you into in, in strengthening your, your, your relationship with your husband? Um, I would have to, to say... <laughs> um, just as far as our duties, maybe to one okay. another. Um, okay. I tend to to take primarily the leadership role, and I, I just I want to make sure that my husband is is also doing you know what he's supposed to do, um, and, and not step on his toes. So I, yep. I think that's kind of a concern I have. Yep. And so the, the passage that you that you, you referred to. Is, is, is Ephesians chapter five, really starting at verse twenty-one and going through through thirty-two, and, and the, the the kind of the the verse that really kind of gets people's attention, I think, is, is verse twenty-four: "As the church is subordinate to Christ, so wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything." And then verse twenty-five: "Husbands love your wives, even as Christ loved the church." And so, when we talk about duties, the father is is, is ordained as the spiritual head of the family. There is there is a special um, the word authority comes to my mind, but when I when I say the word authority, I mean it in in the, the most loving way, in the sense of that the father is the spiritual head of a home, and we see this even in statistics, in the sense of like families going to mass. If a father, you know, if if mom brings the kids to, to mass every Sunday, you know, the chances of the kids continuing the faith as they get older is is much less than if it's mom and dad. So there's there's a spiritual weight that 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 dad holds. Um, and so that's that's valid. The, the spiritual authority of, of of a father is is very powerful, and especially that a, a father who prays um, for his wife and for his kids. And I would, you know, in terms of duties, a good way of starting is when you pray together um, to, to let uh, to let your husband lead, lead that prayer. Um, of course, we all have a role within the, the spiritual life of our of our home. But then the second part of that: husband lives, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And, and John Paul II really picked up on this in, in Theology of the Body. Love your wives even as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? To the point of death. To the point of, the, the point of death. Uh, to the point of death. And so that's, that's, that's the paradox. Is there, there is a, uh, the, the, the husband is, 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 has a spiritual, um, sp- spiritual leadership role, but it's, it's a leadership role that's, that's willing to literally die for his bride. Um, Theology of the Body by St. John Paul II has, is a wonderful, wonderful resource. 
um, is a good starting point. There's a number of different um, writers who have kind of unpacked some of that. Um, Christopher West is one. His materials, um, one that I've been familiar with and, and, and used in the past. Um, the last thing, and maybe just a humorous story about this relationship, there was someone actually just, it's probably an old joke, but someone shared with it just a couple weeks ago. They said, Father, I, I, you know, I realized in, in my marriage, this is the, the husband talking, that um, I always get the last word. That I learned in marriage, I always get the last word. And then he said, yes, dear, yes, dear. So there's that, <laughs> that, that sense of it as well. But um, does that help a little bit, Tracy? I, I know I... It, it does. Um, it does help, you know, to direct. And maybe just continuing to look at some of the resources you mentioned will will help as well. And um, there, there is sort of one follow-up question that I have um, that I think I... Looking at what you said about a husband's mission, you know, he is Christ to the church and, you know, the spiritual head of the family. Um, it seems as if, you know, when you when you say that a husband should be willing to give up his life for his wife or his family, um, it seems as if I'm sort of getting off the hook, though, you know? I mean, shouldn't I be willing to do the same thing and... Um, does that sort of cheapen my role, or does that let me off the hook as a, you know, as my role? Boy, that's that's a very in, insightful question. That's that that's a very in, insightful question, and the way you framed it by by going right to the scripture, how you know it's it's marriage is meant to represent the union of of Christ and the church, and so um, there's the, the receptivity of the church to receive the gift, and so there's there's no getting off of suffering. I think as a, as a wife and mother, you know that there is no, um, there is no escape from suffering. We all have to, uh, to take up our cross and, and follow. I, I would say, you know, that, that we all have our cross. We all have got to take it up and follow. We, we don't get off the hook for that. But I think, you know, it, it's interesting that, that very, we're talking about Ephesians 5, it finishes, the last part of it is, in any case, each one of you should love his wife at, wife as himself, and the wife should respect her husband. And I think many times what men are looking for is, is that sense of, just like the scripture says, that sense of, of respect. And so we all have our crosses. There, there's no, and, and I'm sure you have many crosses right now, and, and, and so that we can't get away from that. But I think that the cross that St. Paul in Ephesians is referring to is that sense of, of, of letting, letting our husband lead uh, in certain situations, of surrendering uh, the control in, in, in some situations. Yeah. Tracy, uh, thank you for the call. We'll do a little follow-up on the other side of the break, but uh, God bless you. Uh, you're not alone. Let me tell you, you're not alone. Talking about t- patience today, Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director. We'll pause and uh, take some more phone calls when we come right back. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thank you for joining us. Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director on the program today. Father Matthew, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, parochial vicar at St. John Newman, St. William's, St. Joseph, 
and St. Mary, all in Waukesha, Wisconsin, talking today about patience uh, or the lack of it. A little bit of time left um, in the program today. Your experience of patience uh, may be impatience, but uh, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Just a real quick reminder, election is next week, and uh, Father Rocky's uh, new ebook, Vote Your Conscience, is still available to you. Uh, this will help you really uh, get some great insights on how to form your conscience really in every aspect of your life and certainly in terms of voting next week. It's a free ebook from Father Rocky. All you have to do is go to relevantradio.com slash vote and uh, sign up uh, also on the Relevant Radio app. Vote your conscience. It's free. Relevantradio.com slash vote or sign up on our Relevant Radio app. Father Matthew, a real quick follow-up on Tracy's phone call. Tracy, thank you again for for joining us. Can, uh, joining us. Uh, and can you make the point for her, and I will make the point too, Tracy, you're not alone. If my wife Judy were here, she could tell you almost virtually the same story. Every couple goes through this. It's just part of what married couples um, have to to go through. What we do go through as married couples, the ups and downs and the questions and everything else. And um, I know for us, um, and I don't know if you've been on the Marriage Encounter Weekend, best weekend my wife Judy and I ever did, um, and uh, would encourage you just to take some time away and maybe uh, get away to Marriage Encounter Weekend. There's other weekend experiences, uh, time away, just the two of you, and, and really focus on, on issues like you're talking about. But Father Matthew, we hear we hear Tracy's story. Can you make the point along with me that she's not alone in trying to live out her marriage? We can hear that, trying to live out her marriage the way God is uh, challenging and, and calling them to do. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. And, and just that 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 God has put this on her heart. Praise God for that. You know that that's that's the first step to recognize. That you know, as, as a married couple, as every married couple, as every you know, myself as a priest, all of us, we have to continue to say, how do we go? How, how, you know, as a, as a priest, my bride is the church. How do I sacrifice at a greater level? How do I love my bride, the church, more? And and of course, the you know, a couple, it's that same thing. And so, just to just affirm that that what God has put on her heart and what she's asking God, and that's a great way of saying it. Show me, God. You know, help me. Show me. Show me how, but but you're not alone. And um, what's what's beautiful is 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 that that you, that you're asking the question and you're seeking God and you're seeking to go to go deeper. Yeah, and so Tracy, I'm not sure I can do this, but I'm going to since I'm the uh, show host on the Inner Life here. I'm in the process of wrapping up a book on marriage. It's a novel. And uh, my publisher is probably going to shoot me for saying this. But I will say to you, Tracy, if you're still listening, if you would like a draft manuscript of this book, I will be happy to send it to you. Just contact me through the uh, website or through uh, uh, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com, and I'll take care of that. It's everything I've ever wanted to say about marriage. And uh, we get into, um, I won't give the story away, but uh, if you would like a draft manuscript, it's probably a month or so away from actually being published, but I would be happy to send that to you. Just to contact me, innerlife at relevantradio.com, and we'll go from there. So, But God bless you. Uh, stay the course. I always like to tell married couples like you, Tracy, and anybody listening, we need you to be the married couple God is calling you to be. 
and it's difficult in this world today. But God bless you for living out that sacrament, for trying to be faithful to the vows that you took on that day you were married. So God bless you, and uh, just know a lot of people are praying for you and your husband as uh, you journey through what is uh, really a very normal part of being married. So anyway, uh, Father Matthew Witter, um, I, I do need to ask you in terms of being patient with God, uh, the number one prayer request we get here at Relevant Radio is please pray for my children and grandchildren to come back to the faith. So talk about being patient with God, because I think sometimes we think our prayers are not being heard. They're certainly not being answered, at least in our time. But And I think sometimes uh, we want to give up. Can you talk about being patient, about trusting that God hears our prayers, that God um, uh, is is with us in in these really heartfelt, deep prayers for our children and grandchildren? Yep, yep. You know, I, I think that 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 prayer request. We think about all the different prayers that that are that are lifted up to our Lord. You know, at, at every moment, and then that being one of the the more common ones. And we think of the heart of Jesus, and what does the heart of Jesus want more than anything? Conversion. Uh, he wants us to draw into His love, and so, you know, th- that is a prayer when we pray for someone's conversion. To, you know, to come back to the faith. That is a prayer that. That's Jesus' exact heart for that person as well. And so when we, when we pray that prayer, I, I think the first word of encouragement is, is to know that that prayer is, is also, you know, God hears that prayer, God knows that prayer, because it's what, um, what God wants even more, what Christ wants even more before, um, before, even more than a parent does. And I think the other thing is, is to trust. And, and Mary, almost, she, she alluded to it a little bit in her story when she was sharing about her son, you know that that sense of Saint Augustine, you know, and and Monica. I want to chase my child everywhere. And there's there's the old story that um, that Saint Augustine writes about of how when he was getting ready to to leave home and to travel to to Rome, his uh, his mother Monica was um, she thought this was going to be the complete end of him because he was he was living a, a life outside of Christ. When when she was close, imagine now when he's going to Rome, you know, the capital of of sin in a way, in some sense, of the big city. And so Monica prayed, don't, you know, Lord, don't allow him to leave. Uh, and wouldn't you know what he did? He got on that boat and he went to Rome. And Monica thought, you know, she was devastated at first because her prayer seemed like it was not answered. Um, well, we know then that who did, who did Augustine meet there but, uh, but Ambrose, uh, St. Ambrose, who was the one that, that shared Christ with him in, in a way that, as, you know, as a, as a philosopher, as he was able to, his mind was able to, um, to, to, to lunge into the depth of, of, of Catholicism. And so I guess what I'm getting at, the point would be, is that in some cases God does not answer a short-term prayer, help him to stay here close to mom, in order to answer the bigger prayer, conversion. conversion. And so I just maybe share that story as, as a, a sense of sometimes that short-term prayer, even when things in the short term seem like they're going wrong, um, it, it's a prayer that's it's right in God's heart. Yeah. Well, and then just going back to Mary's call, and uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, Mary called in earlier from Albuquerque, New Mexico, talking about her son who uh, was experiencing uh, same-sex confusion, to use her words. And it's been almost five years, but Father Matthew, 
when she realized uh, that there was uh, to be patient uh, in adversity, look what happened and what is happening to she and her husband. Look what's happening to she and uh, her family in terms of God's presence praying the the rosary, praying the Angelus every day, their faith life in the midst of this adversity, the, the, the impact, the fruits of that are really extraordinary, aren't they? The fruits of it, exactly. It, it's, in, it's in the waiting that, that we grow, you know, just like a plant. It, it, it grows when it's, you know, before the fruit, it's, it's growing, and, and, and it's, it's, it's in that waiting process that our heart is stretched and that, that our own hearts are many times converted, and so that's that's part of the message for today. You know, patience and suffering go hand in hand. It's uh, they're connected, and and when we lose our patience, you know, we we lost our ability to suffer, and usually that leads in you know, anger, violence, any number of ways where we we look back and say, oh, I should not have said that. Why we hmm. we lost our ability to suffer in the moment, and and uh, and so that's it's 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 all about our hearts converting our hearts, and it's it's patience. That waiting that, that stretches our hearts many times yeah. to be able to grow in, in, in the things that we're called to be. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director, we have to wrap things up. Gosh, we didn't get to all of the phone calls, and there was an email I wanted to get to as well. We're going to save all of that. <laughs> the emails we'll get to get to those <clears throat> in another program. But Father Matthew, we need to wrap it up. And as you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. We pray, may the, the Lord let his face shine upon each and every one of you with your intentions, the places of our hearts where we need patience. And may God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Matthew Witter joining us from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Thanks uh, to uh, the good uh, Padre for joining us today. Thanks to you for joining us as well. We do appreciate that. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass at the top of the hour and 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. We're back tomorrow. See you then.